Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I'm so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They're inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Carolyn Butler Madden. Cause marketing expert, entrepreneur, and author, Carolyn has a clear vision of the future she wants to help create. Brands driving profit through purpose, business and marketing becoming a force for good in the world. Through her brand consultancy, Sunday Lunch, she works with businesses that want to build more meaningful and profitable brands. Her book, Path to Purpose, was just released last Wednesday. So welcome to the podcast, Carolyn. I'm so delighted to have you here. Oh, thank you, Ursula. I'm really delighted to be here too. And thank you too for uh, talking so late in the day for you. You're in Australia, so it's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a time yes. difference. Yes, yeah, bit of a time warp. But yes, no, all good. Thank you. Right. So, what is it that that drew you to have this kind of business? And I want to come back to this because you say business and marketing become a force for good in the world. Marketing is not always seen that way, so I'm particularly interested in hearing about that. But first, tell us a bit about how you came to this work well I've I have a background in the agency world so I had about over 30 years experience initially in London for the first 10 years and then the last 20 years here in Sydney um, in the ad agency world and in particular in the um, have you heard of below the line marketing yes yeah so in the below the line marketing industry and Could you explain a little bit just for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So below-the-line marketing is a bit of a dated term now, but it's the, it's the type of marketing that is all about driving the hardcore results. So, you know, driving brand switching or sales or upselling or brand loyalty, but it's, it's the hardcore, you know, the moment of truth in-store online or whatever it is. It's not the big brand building. It's converting the sale or driving engagement and brand activation is a part of that. So that was my original background and I sort of went into all parts of um, advertising, but that was the core part. And that's called, it's kind of under the umbrella of outbound marketing these days in terms of terminology. Yeah. 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 Shopper marketing, promotional marketing, Brand activation, oh, God, it's got so all, all sorts of tags to it these days. Right. Um, but, but like everybody else in the last five years or so, I've been looking at, you know, how do we do this? Because tech disruption has changed the game for everybody and the old ways of doing things weren't delivering the same results. And like everyone else, I've been on a mission looking for how we how, how we change the game, how we engage people in this new world. And I think it was about eight years ago, we ran a cause marketing campaign for a client of ours. It was a water brand. And 
the brief to us, you know, we could have gone back with any old promotion, but I had a brilliant strategic planner at the time. And she came to me and said, look, I've done a lot of research in this space. And a lot of her research was focused on the US. And she showed me the results of her research. And it was really interesting. So we ended up developing a cause marketing strategy and the client um, the client adopted it. We ran the campaign. The results were astonishingly good, mm. like beyond all expectations. And when I talk about results, I'm talking about sales volume, but also brand health measures. So scores around um, things like brand trust and a brand I can relate to, mm-hmm. they had an increase of 60%. Wow. Which you know, was was big mm-hmm. and really, really good results and they had no other activity and we were made, able to measure. It wasn't the first cause campaign I'd done, but it was the first one where we were able to truly and fully evaluate the results and the results were excellent. And for me, the seed was planted then. It took a while before I went a few years later to Chicago to the Engage for Good conference, and that changed everything for me then. But that seed right there then, it sparked this little bit of excitement in me because I've always, all through my life, I've been a bit of a, a bit of a hippie, a bit of a social <laughs> activist, and I'd always kept that separate. So my poor family, I've dragged them on protests and marches and rallies and you know we have many discussions at home about things but that part of my life was separate to my business life and when I saw those results of that campaign I just had this little shiver of excitement because I thought oh my god there might be an opportunity here to bring together two things I'm really passionate about Mm -hmm. and then I went to Chicago to this conference and just what I saw there changed everything for me. It was a game changer. Mm. Well, and, and the advertising world, I mean, some people see as pretty much the polar opposite of what you're doing now in terms, yes. in yeah. terms of, uh, I mean, it's often seen as manipulative and really tapping into people's worst selves in some ways. So, um, that's quite yeah. a, it's quite a shift. So, um, how, how have you, how did you make that change of really having such a separate life at work that with principles that it sounds like they were not in alignment with your personal values to creating a business where in fact they are now and, uh, you know, making that shift can be really disorienting. Had it, did you find it that way or was it easy? Oh, the, the shift, the shift from a values alignment perspective was easy, like so easy because I was shifting in the right direction. You're right. I, like, I, look, I always loved what I did and the things I loved about it were creativity, strategy, delivering results. But I also always felt a little bit kind of, yeah, I don't know how much this is contributing to the real world. And, and you know, I loved it. I had a great time. And, you know, I wouldn't take any of it back. I learned 
I learned things on that journey that I'm bringing to what I do today mm. that has huge value in what I do today. Uh, so, so that's really important. But, but that shift was, God, it was just brilliant because it was kind of like suddenly everything fell into place and I found this energy that actually let me sum it up this way. I told someone recently I was lucky enough before to love what I did now I'm doing what I love, and it's a whole new ball game. <laughs> that is a great way of putting it. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm really interested to hear about the things that you brought from that previous work that you're using now that you you are finding still alignment, but bringing those things into this work. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. I'm. Uh, so with with cause marketing, you know, it, it might seem like it's misaligned, but I, I think there is such a big opportunity. You look at business today and the brands that they need to market, and they're struggling big time because suddenly the whole world has turned upside down. They don't they can't stand on their pulpit and talk at people and you know, just push their message to them. They, they've got they've got to attract interest you know they've they've got to inspire people to spend time listening to or, or understanding what their brand is about and I think a lot of brands are really struggling with this new world and trying to work out how to do it so you've got that on one side brands trying to find new ways to engage their customers and to give them reasons to by their brand over their competitors. And then on the other side, you've got, you know, a world that needs problems and solutions and you've got the rise of millennials and Gen Z hot on their heels hmm. who who are looking at things and going, oh, don't think, you know, this is a great place to be. You know, profit at all costs, profit at the cost of, people, profit at the cost of the planet, profit at the cost of humanity sometimes, mm -hmm. is not working. We want business to do better. We expect business to do better. And there's a ton of research, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with, that, that supports that. Mm -hmm. And so you've got that expectation and then you've got you know, things like the rise of social enterprise and the rise of businesses with, with more heart um, who do want to do the right thing and consumers are rewarding them and supporting them. So it, I think it shows a path, not just for marketers, but for business to see what they want to achieve they can and there's a way to do it, but it's a completely different way to what they did before. They, they've got to attract people They've got to inspire people to to spend time with them um, and to choose their brand over another brand. They've got to become magnets for tribes of supporters, if you like. And there's, you know, there are a few ways to do that, but one great way to do that is by supporting causes that people care about and doing it authentically and with credibility and going further, not just saying, okay, we support this cause and we're going to tell you about it, but also empowering um, people, inviting their customers, their consumers and their employees and their partners to collaborate with them 
in also creating impact. And, you know, when you see brands that are doing it brilliantly, that that's what they're doing. Mm. And, you know, it's a huge opportunity. It's a big shift, but it's a huge opportunity. And so using what I understand about business and commercial marketers and what they have to achieve in terms of results, different techniques in engaging people, communication techniques in engaging people. So there's a lot of skills and expertise that I've developed over the last 30 years that are absolutely relevant to what I'm doing today. It's just that it's a different message and it's a different action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, do you see the the work that people are doing for the greater good as integral to the business or is it do you see it as supporting nonprofits or supporting those who are um, are doing the good, or is it something that becomes inherent in the business itself? How do you see that? God, do you know? I think all of the above. I think there, I think there are so many different ways to approach this, and that's one of my frustrations here in Australia, at least, with cause marketing, and um, probably not as much in the US, but. When you say cause marketing to people, A, there's not a lot of understanding what it is, but B, you know, if there's any understanding, they go straight away just to, uh, to be honest, a lot of them think about products that turned pink in support of breast cancer research. Mm -hmm. And about 15 years ago, we had a period of real opportunism here in Australia where everything turned pink. (laughs) It was ridiculous and I think consumers, you know, they, 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 they can spot, they, they can smell something when it's off and it was definitely off. Mm. So there's a bit of a whiff around cause marketing and, and that sort of thing here. But when you start educating people into the different types of ways that brands can adopt this, and they're so wide-ranging, it becomes really exciting. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be about supporting a non-profit. It can be about supporting a non-profit. It can be about taking up a cause. We had Airbnb here in Australia. They've been running a campaign. I, I don't know if you're aware we've got this big marriage equality plebiscite that we've been having and Airbnb here in Australia ran a campaign to support the yes vote for marriage equality and they empowered people to um, show their support by wearing a symbolic ring. Hmm. So the campaign was called until we, it is called, it's, it's still out there now, but it's called Until We All Belong. Oh, and that's great. Yeah, and it's part of their platform of acceptance, their hashtag we accept platform. And they partnered with eBay and they got a designer, Mark Newson, to design a ring that has a gap so it doesn't close. Mm-hmm. And it rep- it represents the gap in marriage equality. And they invited people to claim the ring for free on eBay. They just had to pay postage and handling. And wear the ring is a symbol of support. What a powerful and, visual symbol. Oh, it's Amazing. just it's just beautiful. And then all their advertising around it was showcasing people 
from different walks of life who talk about wearing the ring as a symbol of support until their daughter can belong or until their brother can belong. So it's, you know, the families, friends, mates of the LGBTQI community. So it really is inclusive mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful campaign. And that that's a cause marketing campaign. That's yeah. a brand that's doing, you know, and, and when I interviewed Airbnb about it, they were adamant. They said, we did not do this for commercial gain. Hmm. Wow. You know, this this was integral to our belief system and we knew that we would lose some customers mm-hmm. as a result of this and we were prepared to do that. We knew that we would lose some hosts because of this. Mm-hmm. They, re- they rewrote their terms of business to make sure that, you know, hosts signed up to the fact that they would not exclude anybody based on race, sexual orientation or anything else. Mm-hmm. And, and they've followed through. And so in the case of Airbnb, it is absolutely integral to their heart and soul, their purpose. Um, and, yeah, they're standing for something they believe in. Yeah. And, and, and it, as you said, it's not, it's integral to their business from a values point of view. It's not integral from the point of view of here's the service or product we offer and therefore this is so much a part of it, but it's part of a larger picture, which is absolutely. Yeah. What an amazing and way to, oh, it's to, brilliant. I love it. I yeah. love it. And, and that, and that, um, that, that, that's one example. And no, you didn't have to be an Airbnb customer. Mm-hmm. This was literally the brand coming out and saying, this is what we stand for and we're empowering people. And look, an interesting thing about that campaign that your listeners might find interesting is they wanted to put as many rings out there as possible. I think they've got over 150,000 have been claimed so far. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and so they put all their money into the rings and they didn't have much money for media. So they then went to businesses that they knew shared this belief, they had a common belief, and they unlocked, you know, in in my book I talk about this and I said three to four million dollars of media value because that's what they've told me. But that that was a few months ago. Last I heard, seven to eight million dollars of media value. So Qantas, our national airline, gave them the backs of all their boarding passes to communicate on. Wow. Uh, ANZ is one of the major banks here and they've been supporters of our gay and lesbian Mardi Gras for 11 years. They gave them 1,500 ATMs, you know, the automatic telemachines, mm-hmm. to communicate their message on. Google gave them their top 25 YouTube influencers. Wow. Um, and on and on and on and on. What, and an, they, what an amazing way of partnering with other businesses to really – um, support something that's that yes. they value so highly, and what a brilliant use of community and connection! Absolutely, and and can you imagine how Airbnb customers feel about Airbnb because of that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, there's the there's that whole issue of not being afraid to alienate some people in order to stand up for what you believe to be aligned within your business and to connect more with those who are aligned with your values. It's a, it's a powerful win, win, win situation. And and those who choose not to participate in that, they can, 
they can do that if they if they don't want yeah, to. Absolutely. But but going back to your question, here's here's a, another perspective. I so a couple of years ago when I was still running the agency. We did a cause marketing campaign for a mobile phone retailer here in Australia called All Phones. Now, they, I'd, I'd come back from Chicago and I, um, I presented this deck and the marketing director at the time really wanted to do something. She was really excited about doing something and she went to the business and pitched the case and, and managed to get everybody over the line. Many of the key influencers in the business who agreed to it agreed to it because they expected to get commercial benefits out of it. Mm. And that and that is part of my pitch. It's unapologetic. It is it's about doing well by doing good. It's not just about doing good, you know, because you want to be good. It, it it's a win-win. So we ran this campaign and Connect for a Cause and Really interesting thing happened, and I've seen this happen time and time again. Those people that wanted to do it for commercial gain, they got the commercial results, but in doing it and in 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 getting the feeling that you get when you're working on something bigger than the commercial benefit, where you know you're actually having an impact and you're helping people, Something really interesting happens. They want to do more, and they want to they want to go in deeper, and they want to do it for other reasons. Mm, wow! And and that that to me, when people say, "Yeah, but it's you know they're not doing it for the right reasons," I want to shake those people and go, "Just let them do it," because I think it is just a part of the human nature that simple human truth that. People want to do good and if you can show them an easy way to do it and if they know that they can deliver on what they're expected to do for their jobs as well, their KPIs, the commercial results, Mm -hmm. and do good, it opens up this world of possibilities and and I've seen it a few times and it's like, okay, I don't care what reasons I get them in on, once they're in, I know I've got them emotionally. Well, and it really holds to the value of inclusion because if you're excluding people because you don't feel their motives are pure enough or I know sometimes people that are very cause-oriented can can be that way. I, I, I'm guilty of it myself at times and, and it really is something that uh, to think about in terms of opening it up to whoever wants to participate because it can change minds and hearts just by by the participation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you think of the impact at the other end. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell us about your journey in terms of starting your business. So you, you worked in an agency environment for a long time and you, you had this kind of eye-opening experience of how you could create a business that was so in alignment with your values. How long have you been, have you been doing this for just since you were at the conference, the, the Engage for Good conference or had you started I've, it before that? I've been on a little bit of a journey. So I um, I came back from that conference in 2012 was my first visit to it. And I, I came back a believer. I was just like anyone who would talk to me 
I would be talking to them about this amazing thing called cause marketing to the point that, you know, people would see me coming and open my mouth and start <laughs> rolling their eyes. It's like, oh, there she goes again. Um, but but I tried to steer. I had a small agency and I tried to steer the agency down that path and all the people in my agency were 100% on board and really excited about it. And, you know, we got a few wins but it was really hard. We had a client who we, we'd had for 20 years and they were a big client and we kept getting pulled back into doing other things, promotions and brand campaigns and product launches and things like that. And I guess I didn't go all in. As much as passionate as I was about it, I was probably playing the hokey, hokey, hokey pokey. Is that, is that what it's called? <laughs> you know, one foot in, one foot out. Right. I was, I was probably doing that a little bit. And anyway, it felt like the universe gave me this big shake up because I had a thriving little agency. You know, we had about seven people who we were doing really well. We were sort of steering it down this path, but it was just, it was a hard ask. You know, it's a very conservative market here in Australia and it was taking a long, long time. And then I had last year, so from the end of 2015 to 2016, I had over a period of 12 months, um, we lost our three key retained clients mm. and it was all reasons outside of our control. Like it, it was external reasons. There was not a single thing we could have done to prevent it from happening. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, it, it was crazy. It was kind of like, well, you know, I know you lose one client, but three? Yeah. And it just felt to me like the universe was giving me this gigantic kick up the backside and almost saying, go on, you've been talking the talk. Now show us what you've got. <laughs> and I, at that point, I, I really had to look at restarting the business from scratch. And when I did, like the first question I asked myself, because I've rebuilt agent, you know, I've built an agency up a couple of times now and I knew what would be involved and I knew I could do it, but in my mind I was thinking I know the personal cost involved, not just to me but to my family do I really want to do this again? And I was kind of like, nah. and then the question was, well, what do you really want to do? What do you care about? And it was a no brainer. It was just in that moment. It was like, this is it. This is the moment you've been looking for. Hmm. You've been waiting for. And instead of, instead of mourning the loss of everything, I was kind of excited about the opportunity and so I, I only relaunched it as a brand consultancy a few months ago. So I've been on this journey where it's like, right, this is what I'm doing. Uh, initially, I was thinking of going down the agency path again, but specializing in cause marketing. And then I realized that if I really wanted to have the impact that I want to have and move the dial here in Australia the way I want to, that I needed to be able to work with agencies not compete against them. Mm. And the brand consultancy model allows me to do that. So I've been furiously working for the best part of this year in really trying to understand 
What are the key business problems? Because I can, I can, you know, extol the virtues of cause marketing and, and purpose-led marketing as much as I want, but if they're not solving business problems that businesses are facing today and that are really, you know, priority problems for them, then I'm not going to get a hearing. So I've spent a long time really trying to understand what are the core, what are, what are these key business problems and how can I help solve them? And then I've looked at rather than just going in with a, a general brand consultancy solution, I've created a product, I guess. So I've created the six-step methodology. So one of the barriers to not just cause marketing but to purpose you know, there's a lot of chatter here in, in Australia and around the world about brand purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think within that chatter, you know, there's a lot of commentary about brands that have done it wrong, you know, fails like Pepsi's Kendall Jenner ad and, and Dove just recently mm-hmm. and and several others. And there's a lot of fear from marketers even though they recognise the merits, there's a lot of fear about getting it wrong. And you can understand that fear. But in amongst all the discussion about purpose, I feel like there's a really important piece missing. And that is that many marketers and agencies, when they talk about purpose, they're still thinking in that sort of traditional view of what do I say about my brand to be purposeful? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? How do I position my brand to my target audience to be purposeful? And so, so almost kind of a mechanistic approach rather than yeah, something yeah. organic. And do and, and, you know what? It's the old-fashioned, I'm used to broadcasting through TV and through magazines, telling you what I'm about. It's that, right. what I believe is quite an old-fashioned mm-hmm. view. And And the question I ask is, you know, why not think less about what you can say about your brand and more about what your brand can contribute to the world we live in? Mm-hmm. Because if you if you find, you know, what that is and if you can adopt it and do it with credibility and with authenticity and then you look at how do we optimise that impact and just like Airbnb did, how do we invite our consumers, our customers, our retail partners, our employees, our partners to come on board with us and collaborate mm-hmm. to make the biggest impact in that area that we possibly can? And when they start thinking like that, and that is cause marketing, it's action. It's not words, it's mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. And, and when a brand acts with purpose rather than talks about purpose, they they naturally organically start to go on a path to a path to purpose. Mm-hmm. You know they don't become a purpose led brand overnight, but it's 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 a much more natural approach. And I think you know in that way they will attract interest, engagement, support from from consumers, from employees who want to work for businesses with a heart. You know with with more purpose. And that's the opportunity open to them. Well, and I think you've summarized so well this kind of dilemma that people have been feeling of being taught a certain kind of conventional marketing where um, people are, are sort of 
trying to almost artificially broadcast a message versus, well, let's act on it. Let's show rather than, um, rather than tell. And you've, you really put it in a way that, I mean, you hear that many times. Don't, don't tell show, but you, you put it in a way that is really a powerful description of how business has changed and how this focus on purpose and, and mutually collaborating to doing good is, is a really amazing one that can drive great business as well. I, I really liked how you said you're unapolog- unapologetically focused on commercial results. And that is so important. It, it's, I think a lot of this purpose conversation is ungrounded in the, the practicalities of, um, of business. And you, you cannot do good with your business if it's not profitable. Exactly. And, you know, why does profit have to be such a dirty word mm-hmm. in it? You know, this is a society we live in. There, there is a better way of being profitable, but you know, don't don't be ashamed of it because the more profitable a business is as a result of this, you know, and it's changing that paradigm from I will make a profit and then I'll I'll see what I can give back to society, which is your traditional CSR corporate yes. social responsibility, right? And it changes that to no, I'm going to integrate giving into my business activities in you know and 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 structure it and and develop it in a way that it will actually help generate profit and supporters and um and ongoing loyalty and oh there's such i i just think there's such a synchronicity in what business needs and the money that business has to try and and um fill that need through marketing and what the world needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, there's so much power in business that can contribute to the world and they just need to see it. It's so, <laughs> God, it's so frustrating sometimes. <laughs> well, you're putting, you're, you're certainly um, putting out a powerful message. I mean, through this podcast, through your book and in conversations that you're having with people, it's, uh, it's you know, all part of the larger thing of the larger message that you're putting out there so are are you finding that uh, as you're going into this and and you've been at it for a few months now that one of the things that that people often find when you're so focused on and it's so aligned with your values that you can kind of lose sight of yourself in all of this and you mentioned previously about you know your family needing to take your family into account are there ways that you make sure that you stay on track with both managing your personal energy and health and that larger picture and your family's well-being and and how how the business ties in with that are there ways that you try to keep track of that or or do on a regular basis that helps you do that yeah look there there are uh, there are a couple of things there so in terms of my own my own health and energy um <laughs> It's a funny one. If you asked me this about 15 months ago, it would have been yoga. Uh If you ask what I want it to be at some point in 2018, this is going to be one of my things, will be meditation because I know I need to do that. Right. But but right now it's exercise, but 
there's one specific specific thing that I am just loving, and that's boxing. <laughs> and and I'm finding that like I'm doing about three different boxing classes a week. I do it with my daughter actually, and I don't know. I feel so powerful and fierce, mm. and it it's not just a release for me. It also just makes me feel really strong and capable of so much. Hmm. And, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. But I do, I do want to go back to the yoga and, <laughs> and meditation is, is there for me. 2018 is my year of that. But in terms of family, it's, it's, been, it's been a funny year for me because this is the first time in my life where I have not had employees, not in my life, but – you know, where I've not had a job that I went to every day. Mm -hmm. I'm working every day, probably more hours than I have ever worked, but I'm working from home. I've, I've still got the office, but I'm working from home more than half the week. And it's given me a freedom that I have never, ever had mm -hmm. before, yeah. which, you know, at, at this stage of my life is quite surprising and liberating and incredible but it's also been a really intense year because I've been so driven, I know I've been absent. So I've kind of been more present for my family because I've been home more, but I've also been more absent and that's something I know I need to work on. Um, and, and part of it is I knew that this year was going to be a really intense year mm -hmm. and, and pretty much from here or from November, I, I, I need to build in time because it's, I've just been like a high-speed train um, working very intensely. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm aware of it and I know it's something I've, I've, I've got to work on because it is so important. Yeah. Well, and, and that intensity is so often goes along with starting a business. I mean, you're, you're energized, you're feeling empowered and you have, you're on a mission. You're, you're clear mm -hmm. about how you want to move forward. So it, it engages you in a way that perhaps working in a, in another environment didn't. Is that the case or am I, is it just different? It's, it's just different. I mean, I've always been engaged. I've always been energized. But this is a different type of energy. And I think because, 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 I, I, because it's so important, you know, I, I really think I, I, I care intensely about this. I think there is a huge opportunity. And I see what um, businesses are doing overseas and here in Australia but I also see here in Australia, I mean, the, the, this is my audience at the moment here in Australia, and there's nobody out there pushing this, nobody. And so to me it's like, okay, I need, I need to get out there. I need to get out there quickly. I need to get out there loudly. You know, <laughs> I need to reach. I need to reach as many people as possible because, you know, there's so much opportunity here you know, both from the social impact and, and the commercial impact, but but a huge amount of social impact opportunity. So, so yeah, it, it, it drives me in a different way to what drove me before with my business were my team, my people, and wanting to deliver results for clients, but also wanting to help fuel the growth of my team. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's different drivers, very different drivers. Yeah. Well, if you had, I mean, as you're embarking on this, and I, you're such a wonderful um, advocate for uh, someone really moving into something fully and not holding back, not uh, kind of tentatively moving forward. You, you see, you're, you're seeing an opportunity and you really want to engage with it. Is there, uh, is there a, a piece of advice or insight that you would share with another business owner who's seeing an opportunity, wants to have impact and wants to move toward it? What would you share with them as from, from your own experiences that would, would help them do that? If, if it's something that, you know, they, it's something that they really want to do for them, you know, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, if someone came up to you and said, well, I, I see that you're starting to have this huge impact that you're, you're making a positive contribution in the marketing world and the business world. And I want to have my own impact. How do I, how do I do that? What kind of, what advice would you give me? Okay. In in terms of contribution, it would be don't hesitate because now now is the time. You know, whether whether it's employees, um, potential employees coming to your business or customers coming to your business, there is a desire that businesses stand for much more than just their product, their service, and profit. People want business to do more. There is a ton of research out there which shows that they will support businesses. They'll they'll even support businesses that have a lower quality product if they're socially and environmentally, um, uh, you know, if if they're socially and environmentally um, driven. And, yeah, so I'd say don't hesitate. Think about what... (laughs) what I said before, think about what it is that your business is uniquely positioned to be able to do to create impact in this world. That's great. You know, get your staff together, get your customers, your clients, because it's not just about you acting in isolation. It's about you using your assets, your resources, your people to create an impact. And so bring them in, ask them. You know, look at look at what can you do that is relevant to your business? How do you use, how could you use your assets, your resources, your customers, your employees, your, your suppliers and partners, and where can you make an impact? And then just let the impact drive you and what different ways can you do it? And I, I usually find when I'm develop, developing solutions for clients, when you start with impact, then it, it, it just naturally starts to become part of the business functions and it'll provide the drivers to commercial success naturally. Yeah, absolutely. That's been, that's been what I found too. So Carolyn, thank you so much for sharing what you have today. I know that your work in helping people to attract, inspire, to be magnets for supporters. It so much goes hand in hand with this larger picture of, of doing good, of really reaching out to people and collaborating with each other with this wonderful connection of, of uh, really bringing people together to um, 
a greater purpose. And uh, I just, I just love the work that you're doing. And I, I want to wish you the the best of success. And I, I know this is a, a larger, this is a larger issue than than one country. Um, but it's wonderful that you're starting there. So um, thank you for sharing what you have today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. I've enjoyed it too. And uh, is there a way that people can get in touch with you if they want to reach you? Yes, um, they can. They can if, actually they can go to my website, so carolynbutlermadden.com, or my business website is sundaylunch.com.au, or they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Carolyn Butler Madden there. <laughs> And um, my Twitter name is at Carolyn BM. Great. Well, thank you, Carolyn, for being here and for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you. If you ever find yourself in Australia. <laughs> well, I'd love that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Well, maybe we'll we'll find somewhere where we, we can connect in person before that. So that would be great. <laughs> absolutely. I'm up for that. <laughs> So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.